Actually, guys, can you give me one minute? Can I take that call? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mike and I are ready to do this podcast with Gerald, and he walks away. Too big, too important for talking to Mike and I. I get it. It's good to be the Gerald, I guess. But All right, sorry about that. No problem. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Squat Cobbler. This is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. And I am Dr. Mike at Official Pagan on everything. And now will probably be a good time to tell everybody to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're enjoying our silky smooth voices. Please do. I'm not talking through a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of silky smooth voices, that's what Mike and I are going to talk about. This is another one of those beloved Squat on the Issues shows of ours. And I pinged Mike and asked him if he was interested in talking about masks a little bit since apparently there's some very strong opinions out there. So I thought it'd be kind of a fun one for us to talk through a little bit. I can share some of my confusion and dismay and uh, kind of see where everybody's at. So would love to hear. This does seem like a topic that people are pretty willing to share their point of view on. So if you have a point of view in the comments and you want to either agree with us or not agree with us. um, Fuck your beard guy. We're looking right at you. Yeah, who I'm pretty sure. It's not wearing a mask. <laughs> if I was going to guess, he is a, He is in the non, I am not going to wear a mask camp, but we'll see. So let's start off a little bit with, so there's a pandemic going on and lucky us, it seems to have picked up steam again. And what gets more headlines and attention than the vaccine or treatments to kind of manage control is masks and whether people should be required to wear masks or should governors be requiring people to wear masks or should there be a national requirement to wear masks and there does not seem to be a whole lot of middle ground here people basically on either side view the other side as idiots and pretty much will approach them and say that whether it's someone wearing a mask my youngest daughter was out on the east coast i'm not going to say where but she walked into a store with a friend of hers, they were both wearing masks. And as they walk in, somebody is walking out and he just went libtards and just walked right by him. And so uh, people seem to be pretty open in sharing their point of view on it. So Mike, as a doctor, <laughs> what is your point of view on masks? Because you're out and about a lot. But if you were working from home now, but if you were out and about, are you wearing a mask? Would you wear a mask? Where, where do you kind of land on the pro and con of masks? So I've, as Kelly alluded to, I've mostly been at home. We've been recording nonstop because we're not able to tour. And in my normal everyday finance job, I can, for the most part, do that largely from home other than occasional meetings at the office. So I've been mostly working from home and locked away in the studio recording. So I'm not out (laughs) and about too much. So it's, it's not that impactful on me directly. The first time that I went to a store during the pandemic after the masks had become mandatory, I walked into a convenience store that's a few blocks from my house and I had, I want to say like a, 
not a not a medical mask, but I have it's like a half ski mask. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> um, I had one of those on. And when I went in, the guy behind the counter had a black bandana tied around his face. And there was another guy who had like a full on ski mask on. And we all just looked at each other and he was just a shopper. The other guy was behind the counter. We just looked at each other and started hysterically laughing because we realized that we looked like the guys who were going to rob this store. Not the clerk at the store, (laughs) a random shopper and myself just walking in. So it was a little bit funny at first, but I never questioned the seriousness of it and the need for it. And I mean, maybe I was ill prepared, I guess, for our society. And I should have learned as we kind of we touched on with the whole they're a bunch of inbred pig fuckers thing when we were talking about the pandemic (laughs) initially. When you say we... Mostly Kelly. When we were, when we were saying things like that, I guess the idea of like, okay, so we have to wear masks so we don't fucking die didn't occur to me that I could potentially be in the minority depending on where I was in that sort of thinking. It's become more of a political statement than uh, a step to potentially ensure the health of the community, which is super weird to me. And there was a clip here recently where there's an older gentleman just going off about you're not gonna muzzle me like a dog and and he's going on and on and on about it and i'm like geez can't make me do this it's like guess what they can (laughs) are you familiar with something called taxes are you familiar with something called seat belts there are times when it's like no you're gonna need to do this that it's i guess a minor impingement on your personal freedom. But if part of your personal freedom is you're reducing, you know, for you to make a choice on whether you're going to reduce the chance of you passing something on to somebody else, because ultimately, and this is one thing that probably doesn't help the circumstance, is that the CDC and medical experts have been maybe not laser precise on masks in the process. But to my best understanding, based on hours of YouTube views, is that masks, by and large, if I'm wearing a mask, it may help me a little, but it's a lot more about helping you. And it's a lot more about, if I've got it, limiting the transmission. And yes, I'm aware uh, Mike's half ski mask or the black bandana or different things like that are not medical quality and going to catch every single thing, but they do at least reduce the chance of it. And if, you know, if you got a chance to at least reduce it and you're in something that seems to spread a lot and quickly, why wouldn't you take a mild, mild inconvenience, mild discomfort? Cause I, I'm no big fan of wearing it. It just seems like you're, you're actually doing it for the people around you not to protect yourself as much, although I've seen some pretty good... Uh, Nikki Bilderblack is on this big time in terms of kind of pushing folks on it. She's tweeted out some things or put some stuff on Instagram that talks about various percentages of one you know carrier wearing the mask and a, the person who's potentially infected with the percentages there, vice versa, both wearing masks. And the numbers appear to be pretty profound in terms of the potential impact on it. Nothing's 100%. It's not a silver bullet. But I can't really wrap my head around why this has become such a lightning rod for folks that they feel so passionately strong about fighting any sort of request or requirement to wear a mask. Do you have any sort of sense on 
what might be driving folks to push back this hard on it? Yes. Before I say that, though, a couple things that I did want to throw out really quickly. Um, I do have medical masks, so I definitely, as Kelly kind of touched on, you should wear whatever is available to you. If you do have, like, the, the proper medical mask, though, obviously wear those if those are available to you. I do have those now. This was early in the pandemic. Also, too, shameless plug, there are going to be pagan masks available for sale very shortly. And I am having a special mask made just for me by somebody very, very special that I'm not going to give away yet, but I will talk about on a future show and post millions of pictures of me wearing millions of pictures. It's going to be selfie Armageddon when this happens, <laughs> when I get this mask. But all of that being said, yes. So I'm not surprised just to, to kind of reconfigure what I said earlier. I, I shouldn't have said it that way. I'm not surprised there's pushback against the mask. I'm surprised it's become politicized the way that it has. And maybe I shouldn't be because of the current climate that we live in. Like in hindsight, why am I surprised by any of this? But I'm not surprised by the individual pushback. There's a thing that I've witnessed firsthand and we just see it more and more in our society, this sort of belief in conspiracy theories and different things like that. And I understand where it comes from. There, There's this distrust of the government and the people who are in authority positions, whether it's organized religion, government, charities, things like that. We've just seen horror story after horror story of these terrible people taking advantage of other people. People don't know who to trust anymore. And I think even more so than that, there is an element of fear. And it's a fear of things that you can't actually control. And I think I mentioned this on the show before. The last apartment that I lived in was in a big old industrial building. It was a giant apartment. So we had the space in this big old industrial building. And right after we moved in, the building was struck by lightning. And the fire department was called. The fire department came, shut the alarm off, and left. They never looked for a fire, and half of the building burned down. My apartment was the one of the few on our, our... The building was shaped, think of, like a giant U. And in our wing, my apartment was one of the few that actually didn't burn down. In fact, right around that time was the first time Tony Vieo came over after the fire. And uh, he had come after, over because... Was, after the, after fire, the fire? Are you sure? After, yeah, it was right after... Right after the fire. Right after the fire, they just, so I was homeless for like a day or two and then living with some relatives for a couple of weeks. And then they cleared us to go back in the building, but there was a heavy, heavy police presence while they were doing construction on the building. And my apartment was totally intact. But if you walked out, there was a, there was the floor going in either direction. There was no roof. You were just out in the open and no walls. So it was just like a stretch of flooring, my enclosed apartment. And you were four stories up in the air and police at either end. So we had to be escorted by police coming in and out of the building to get to our apartment. They were there 24 <laughs> seven. So the first time he came to the apartment and he recounts the story perfectly. But uh, one of the times he recounted it, he's like, I got there and he was he was coming to a show with us. He had mentioned to me we'd met and we were talking about working together or doing something. And he had mentioned about going to this concert. And I was like, not only am I going to that concert, the band is going to be hanging out at my apartment beforehand. We're having like a little get together. And he's like, oh, no way. Can I come? I was like, yeah, of course. So the way he recounts it is he shows up to this building with police tape all around it that is clearly burned down. <laughs> I come out with a bunch of big, heavily tattooed guys. <laughs> we get him, walk him past police up this creepy stairwell. <laughs> And out onto this rickety stretch 
of hallway floor with no walls or ceiling where you're either direction looking four stories straight down. And he was just like, this isn't real. This is how I die. Like the, I was lured here to be murdered. He's like, and then I came into the apartment and there's the band and everybody's partying and it's a great time. But for months afterwards, and again, this was the fire department showed up, turned off the alarm and left. The building was on fire. There was a small smoldering fire on the roof that over the next few hours, because the fire department refused to come back or to do their jobs, turned into a real fire. And luckily, nobody died as a result of this fire. But many, many people lost a lot of possessions. We had a bunch of damage to our apartment. I lost a few things, but overall, I was spared. Luckily, we, like I said, we had just moved in there. Over the next couple of weeks into months, there were so many insane conspiracy stories about what happened to like there was a meth lab in the apartment building that blew up and from one of our neighbors there was a police officer who lived there who had apparently gotten into some sort of trouble so rumors about him starting the fire for whatever reason were there and neighbors turning on each other and just all this insane stuff from this this certain percentage of the people who lived in the building who just could not accept that the fire department that one it was just lightning something that you can't do anything to avoid there's nothing that you as an individual person can do to stop the weather and then that the people who were meant to protect them the fire department didn't give a fuck about them (laughs) fell down on the job completely and left them to essentially potentially die And there were major lawsuits against the fire department. This was all over the news and everything. I was on the news. I actually got contacted by a relative of mine because there is a very prominent music site that wrote pagan involved, pagan founder involved in in massive fire. And they had news clips with me in the background and shit like that. And it's like it's being reported that their album is their their recent recordings are safe. It didn't say I made it, but it's (laughs) that the recordings made it. So one of my relatives called me and they were like, hey, you were on the news. Are you alive? Because it's your album's fine though (laughs) but just watching the fear kind of build up in people and i get it especially seeing it firsthand like this was something that's you know a quote act of god kind of thing there's nothing you can do about it and then watching the people who are supposed to be looking out for you not do their job in every possible way and that's what we're seeing here now on a grander scale so as much as i disagree with them and think these people are morons i know where it's coming from because i saw it firsthand on a very small scale this is a virus this is something that is completely out of people's control they feel like they have no grasp on what was reality one day and then not the next as far as what they thought this country was and how things were going in their lives and then you have the people who are supposed to be in charge who are supposed to be looking out for us using this as just a way to push their campaigns forward your thoughts sir so i don't have a four-story tall potential death trap (laughs) I, side, I side believe our on. former co-host on Snarkalic Radio was there after the fire as well. Was he like looking very self-satisfied? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to start rumors, but this smells this, like meth. It's worked out a little <laughs> bit better than I thought it would. <laughs> smelled a little bit like meth. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, interesting. So we'll let the authorities pursue that further. I guess fear plays plays into it, and it's just also for a variety of reasons we have just we are now like we're we're hair triggered pick a side immediately on everything and whatever the issue is people are going to line up uh left and right and just go after each other instead of kind of taking a pause and say hey let's let's think through this this isn't good <laughs> this virus is bad what are some things we could do to maybe minimize it and 
but it becomes it becomes an agenda it becomes politics it becomes religion to some folks so i think a lot of that i mean it's just it's just i really scratch my head to kind of say why people can't take a breath and just kind of look step back here a little bit and go hey if this and to me it's like i'm really not out a lot (laughs) if i'm wearing a mask and the mask is totally useless my sunk cost on that is a a little bit of discomfort and looking a little strange (laughs) for for a bit that's all i'm out that doesn't seem like a lot to be out (laughs) to me if on the upside is that maybe by doing that if i'd had something i'm not kicking it out to four or five other people and the chain continues on. But there are dicks on both sides. <laughs> you know, there's there's the people that stride in and cough on people to kind of show how anti-mask they are. And then there are these idiot reporters who, to kind of show how woke they are and how tuned in they are, do their broadcast with a mask on where they're they're clearly 10 feet away from anybody <laughs> at the point at which a mask is completely unnecessary but they gotta wear it because it's kind of here's my badge see i'm on i'm on team mask see i'm wearing it now and it's just i mean there's there's jerks on both sides on this and i just i just cannot wrap my head around why this is the thing that's got to get people so worked up when there's still the potential that Hansen could get back together and there's very little activity occurring right now to prevent that. <laughs> you know, there are real problems in the world and we should be concentrating on that. Also, to, to touch on something that you said earlier, is it really infringing on your freedoms any more than those same freedoms are already infringed upon? Like, I don't know if everybody's aware of this, but like, I can't go outside with my penis out. Like there are, there are a certain, there's a certain amount of legal clothing that I need to wear. <laughs> and I don't see anybody fighting for my right <laughs> to walk around outside with my dick out all the time. So if you I'm I'm going to send this out to anybody listening to this show who thinks that the masks are bullshit and it's infringing on your rights, please start a Kelly and Mike get to walk outside with their dicks out campaign. Where's that campaign at? Okay, I'm, I'm going to refine the campaign. OK, <laughs> no, Kelly and Mike, I said it right. the first. Yeah, time. No, no, I don't think you did. <laughs> Kelly's name first. Kelly and Mike dicks out. I don't know. Is this <laughs> dicks not, with their no. dicks out campaign. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Well, this was a bad idea. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but no, like seriously though, like how how are those same people not saying that that's an infringement on their rights? Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're already legally told what you have to wear outside to a certain degree. Yeah, and and, and you know, they mentioned earlier, there's other there's other things out there that I mean, a seatbelt's probably not super comfortable for some folks, but it's the law, and you do it, and there's a reason you do it. There's less people going to die if we're all if we're all doing that. It's kind of potentially the same thing here, but you know, it does turn into the conspiracy thing and all of that. I'd just like to say I'd like I'd like the pandemic to be over. And uh, so you're not one of those pro pandemic. I'm not. I'm not pro pandemic. I. I, I've had it. I've had it up to here with it, and so I think it just needs to go away. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. So since it's not going to happen anytime soon, I don't know. Maybe we can take some steps to try and help each other out. And I think one of the things we can help each other out is wear a freaking mask, you know, because it can't hurt, you know. And, and if you're point, on the other side of that, how we can help each other out is dicks with their dicks out. Ah, uh, well, dicks for dicks. That's it. That's you guys it. heard it workshopped live. Yeah. 
there was only one demented elf in that workshop <laughs> laboring away. But as Kelly said, you know, Kelly has now come out as openly anti-pandemic. Yes, I have. I, I'm going to. Take- so I think it's important too because there there is all these conspiracy theories and stuff. Maybe we should say, Kelly, are you or are you not a New World Order operative? I am not. I I was a big fan of the New World Order in WCW, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's the extent of my New World Order affiliation. So you do have New World Order affiliations. I knew it. Next, he's going to be shilling for all that round earth crap. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe the next squad on issues will be, hey, was the whole Falcon launch completely fake? You know, so because, you know, you saw that camera shut down right when the thing was supposed to land. The camera goes blank. And the next thing you know, it comes back on. And there it is. They moved the prop in. They did everything they needed to do. We're surrounded by... Lots of interesting people. So, well, I am truly interested in seeing what sort of YouTube comments we get on this video. Hashtag uh, dicks for dicks. Yeah. You know, which will be a much shorter, a much shorter podcast episode than Mike thinks since like the entire back section here is probably not making it to the airwaves. So, okay. On that note, before Mike can come up with another idea, I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. I really appreciate you listening. As Mike mentioned earlier, uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you would choose on the platform of your choice to subscribe to the uh, Bog Panda Network. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Hashtag dicks for dicks. I hate you.